10 ways to be more awesome. One, follow up on everything you do. Two, be where your feet are. Three, do the unexpected. Four, don't look out the back window. Five, face what's off in your life and approach it head on. Six, have less structure in your life where possible. Seven, remember tomorrow. Eight, allow pointless stress to roll off your back like water off a duck's back. Nine, make things exciting and have enthusiasm. Ten, be willing to try harder than anyone else. We're talking through all these ways to be happier, take your life to the next level, and overall, just be more awesome. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I love sort of mashup podcasts like this. One podcast with a whole bunch of different ideas that just gets you thinking and gives you some new ideas and some different things to think about and maybe a new perspective on things. I pulled sort of 10 things that I've been thinking about, but mainly from my vault of ideas, the things that I'm constantly learning and working on and writing down and making notes on and highlighting in books. Here's 10 of them. And I think they're all really good things to keep top of mind and to strive for. So let's jump into it. First one, follow up on everything you do. This is such an interesting concept, and in my years and years of interviewing people as a business owner and CEO, I interviewed hundreds of people, and one of the most interesting things to me is if I ever had to email someone and tell them that they didn't get the job, in my entire in my entire 20 years of doing business, I probably got two email responses back. And unfortunately, I had to send lots of emails. And not to say that, you know, the interesting thing about interviewing people, if you've done this, you know, it's not always, it just might not be the fit. It might not be something that anything they did wrong or could have done differently. It just sometimes it's circumstance. And I, it always was really interesting to me that nobody replies back to emails that say, I'm sorry, you didn't get the job. And I get it. It sucks you're upset or you're mad or you feel like it's unfair or you just kind of want to run away from it, whatever it is. But the interesting thing is I never think anything's a no. Now, after going through that myself, if I, so listen, if you ever apply for a job, they email you and say you did not get the job, you must promise me, you must reply. Because here's the thing. I feel like no's are very rarely a final hard no, very rarely. I promise you if I got an email back, even if I didn't have another opportunity at that moment, I would remember that person because I'm telling you, nobody does it. And that's the interesting thing. I have been 
thinking about writing a book forever. In fact, like 10 years ago for my birthday at work at Million Dollar Tan, they made me a poster of the book that I will write one day. And it's how to turn any no into a yes. And I'm, listen, I try really hard, but I'm not great at a ton of things. But this is one thing that I feel like I'm pretty good at turning no's into yeses. And this this first point, follow up on everything you do, is a very good way to turn a no into a yes. Not just in the job scenario, but just like everything. Any meeting you have, and just like a really, I personally like a really real, direct, don't make it too long and, and lengthy, don't make it a burden on somebody, but just like follow up on everything you do. It takes one second. I'm always writing notes down, like leaving notes on my, my to-do list. I have a very working handwritten to-do list and I'll just write down, follow up on if I don't have time to do it that second because then it's on my list. And even if it only takes me two minutes to craft an email to fire it off, follow up on everything you do. It makes you more likely to turn a no into a yes and it just builds those relationships. I'm telling you, even if it feels uncomfortable and it doesn't feel like it's what you want to do at the time, like in the example of the job interview, I'm telling you, it's one of my best tips for turning a no into a yes. If you get a soft no for anything, follow up, be grateful, and a lot of times it will work out in your favor. I do this I do this with everything. And also follow up follow up and everything you do. Say you're trying to get into a restaurant and they just say no. I follow up on it. So I'll write it in my book, Call Tuesday. And then I'll call every other day like, hey, it's me again. Uh, I don't mean to bug, but um, you said to touch base again to see if you had any cancellations. And I'm telling you, that hard no is very rarely a hard no. People, most people are good and they want to help other people. And if they see you are a persistent Paula or you know a persistent Peter, and you are calling all the time, so often people will be like, you know what, I will make it work for you. I'll move things around. You're in Friday night, 6 p.m., four people, exactly what you wanted. You know, follow up on everything you do, especially if it's something you really want. Next, be where your feet are. This can be so hard to do, but I think this one is so important. Even if you're somewhere where you don't want to be, Sometimes I'll be at a kid event and it's not, or or like a kid's activity. And it's not that I don't want to be watching skateboarding again and again, but it's just that I, you know, didn't get quite to all the things I wanted to do in the day, which is every day pretty much it feels like. And so I just feel like, oh, like I can't even, I can't even get here mentally because I'm still thinking about the other things. And I've really had to work on this one. So I really, I wanted to put it on the list because you have to be where your feet are. You're there anyway. Be present, even if you don't want to be there, because I guarantee you'll get much more out of it. If you're, you know, if it's this example, if you're cheering your kids on, if you're taking pictures and video, you're there anyways. And also, how you do anything is how you do everything. I bring my laptop with me basically everywhere in my to-do list, and I don't want to be that person, not even like, I don't want to be perceived or I just don't want to be the person who's always having to task towards something else instead of being where their feet are, if that makes sense. So for me, that's one of my my biggest goals and I think my biggest struggles in trying to work and, and be a very present parent and 
you know, like all of us, juggle all the things. It's not always easy, but I like that simple saying because sometimes when I catch myself being off, I just tell myself, be where your feet are. It's simple. It's to the point and it reminds me that here I am in this moment. Don't be tasking your way onto something else like live in this moment. It will be fine. There will be time for the rest. Next way to be more awesome, do the unexpected. The unexpected is what's memorable, like be creative or surprise people. And I think that a lot of times people don't allow themselves to think of that unexpected thing because they think it either takes too much time that they don't have or too much money that they don't have. And I'm here to tell you, it really does not require very much time or very much money. I mean, it could for either of those. But in general, most of the ways that I try to do unexpected things, it's just creative thinking or thoughtful thinking or, I mean, living in the era that we're living in. If you're listening present day, maybe someone you know came down with COVID. Maybe you drop off a couple of their favorite snacks at their front door. Like that's the unexpected. That's what's memorable. That's what's caring. That's what builds, you know, strengthens relationships and friendships. Do the unexpected. I also try, oh, I think that's in, a, that's in another point. Okay, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you that point in a little bit. But the unexpected, I think also could just be remembering things for people, um, remembering special dates. Maybe someone will mention something. Like someone will mention, oh, this is the anniversary of my first date with my husband. It's a really important day to me, so we're going out. So I'll write it in my calendar for the next year and I'll just mail them a card that, you know, a week before the following year, a week before and say, Hey, I know this is an important, an important day is coming up to you. You to have fun. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, listen, it's a $3 card and a postage stamp, but it's just thoughtful and it's unexpected and it's creative. I mean, there's a million examples of all the, the ways that you can do things like this, but I just try to think what's unexpected in this situation. How could I be creative? How could I surprise someone? What would be memorable? Next, Don't look out the back window. That is old news and you can't change it. Oh, if someone would have told me this one 10 years ago. I've talked about this quite a bit on different podcast episodes just because I really try to talk about different things that I wish I would have learned in my life. And I feel like don't look out the back window is such a good saying and it's such a good way to say it. It's in the past, good or bad, check the box and move on. Focus on the road ahead. Time spent otherwise is wasted. It's just, and it can be so hard. And listen, some of us have had traumatic experiences or loss that of course will take time. And that's in a different category. I'm talking more about mistakes you've made or regrets you have, a path you wish you took, a decision you wish you would have made or not made or something you wish you would have done done differently. But I think a lot of us can get ourselves stuck in this and you end up beating yourself up or maybe you do negative self-talk. But in, the, in, in, in reality, next move, next chapter, I've really had to silence myself. And if I, if I hear myself going down that spiral, I instantly change it up. I call someone, I turn on loud music, I turn on a podcast, I just like pattern interrupt. I interrupt that thinking to where it's like, no, 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 no. We're not going there anymore. If you would have done this differently, then this outcome would have been made. Or if you would have made this business decision sooner, this much money you would have made or this money you wouldn't have lost. But at the end of the day, listen, take the lesson learned, 
and move on. Don't look out the back window. Next, face what's off in your life and approach it head on. Head on. We tend to do things that make us happy and avoid the things we need to fix. And a lot of times we don't even want to recognize that we need to fix something. When you know something is off in your life, or maybe it's more than off, maybe it's totally broken, fix it. Confront it head on and work to correct it. Often we avoid it and the problem gets worse. But sometimes by fixing this, usually by fixing whatever is off early on, it saves you so much more heartache later. You know when you just put something off and you put something off and then it's painful to deal with and you're like, man, if I would have just dealt with this at the beginning, it wouldn't have been nearly so painful. I think that if you can be very honest with yourself and be very matter of fact, don't try to overcomplicate things. Don't try to solve every problem you have. Focus on what's off. This is off or this is broken. This is not working anymore. I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm not going to blame myself for others. I'm just going to confront it head on and work to correct it. Don't ignore it. Don't focus on other things and don't, you know, don't just put a Band-Aid on it. I really think and lesson learned in my own life, approach it head on. Even though it sucks at the time, you will be so grateful that you did. Next, give yourself space to have new ideas and write them in your ideas book. If you listen to my podcast about ideas books, it's one of those like little hacks that's really, I don't know, it's changed the way that I sort of daydream in a way. I don't even like the term daydream. I guess like creative think would be better because usually when I'm doing this, I'm running outside or I'm, you know, reading a book and I have one of these ideas or these moments. I have a small ideas book that I keep with me all the time. It's in my purse and it just is like a cute little book that says ideas on it. Every time I have an idea, I write it down. I just think there's something about writing it actually down, not in the notes section of your phone where I can get lost. It's like in a book hard paper, write it down, scribble your thoughts. It just takes one second. Most of your ideas will be bad or just ideas that you'll never do anything with, but it just takes one good one. But I'm telling you, you have to write it down. Write it down and then when it's in a book, it's easy to flip through and revisit the ideas that you have and then you'll pick out the one that you want that's worth going for. The idea that you want to charge or maybe it could just be an idea that solves a problem. It doesn't have to be your next, you know, business venture, the next widget that you're going to sell. It doesn't have to be like like that. It could just be like, you know what? I have this idea for this problem in my life. Or I have an idea of a way to fix this or I have a way to an idea of how maybe my life could be balanced better. Maybe if I wake up 30 minutes before and get XYZ done, I won't be so stressed and I won't be so short-tempered later on. Or I won't go to bed feeling like I still have so much to do if I woke up 30 minutes earlier and just got those things done that I know I need to do before I have to actually start my day or be somewhere. You know, just an example. But I really think that having an ideas book allows you to kind of like remember it and make it real and put it down. And again, Most of them you'll do nothing with, but it keeps all your ideas in one place. And I'm telling you, it just takes one good idea to take your life to the next level in some way. 
Next up, have less structure in your life where possible. You likely have more freedom and more flexibility than you think. Even if you have a super strict corporate job with strict hours and strict lunch break, or maybe you have a gazillion kids and you're trying to juggle all these things and driving and pick up and drop off and carpooling, making lunches and all this stuff. I'm telling you, we all have more freedom and flexibility than we think. And I think sometimes we just have to get out and do things outside of our normal set schedule. Allow yourself to be spontaneous. Maybe if it's only on the weekends, allow yourself to be open-minded. I think it just helps us to, I think structure can be very good and routine can be very good. But I think sometimes there's a lot of value in just like, I think we put a structure on ourselves that we don't necessarily have to have. So where you don't have to have it, give yourself more freedom and flexibility and spontaneity and open-mindedness. Next up, remember tomorrow. I love different things things that we can learn like this, but in very concise ways to remember this. And when I heard remember tomorrow, I was like, yes, like that summarizes it. So this is what remember tomorrow means. When you have a split second decision to make, think about how that decision will make you feel tomorrow, right? So maybe it's skipping a workout today. How will that make you feel tomorrow? Maybe the decision that you're faced with is being unfaithful in your relationship today, okay? How will that make you feel tomorrow? Maybe it's lying to someone or maybe it's drinking too much or it could be positive things too, but how will that make you feel tomorrow, you know? I do it with workouts. Like if I'm like, oh man, I just, I I don't, I'm not in the headspace to do a long workout, but I love being sore. I love the feeling of being sore. It's almost like my own like mental high five. Like, yes, you worked hard yesterday. You're getting stronger. You're pushing yourself. You're getting uncomfortable. So for me, when I'm exercising, even when I really don't want to, and it's one of those days where I hate every second of it, I'm like, remember tomorrow. Remember how good this will feel tomorrow and how proud you will feel that like, yes, you pushed yourself. I know if I'm not, I mean, exercising every day, your your soreness can obviously like carry over for the days. But in general, I know my body. I know when I'm sore from what I did the day before. And those are the best kind of days. And I can be sore from lifting weights, from doing an intense hit cardio class, from riding on a treadmill, from doing my stepper. Like there's different types of soreness. It doesn't all have to be lifting heavy weights. But for me, remember tomorrow, um, I apply it in a whole bunch of different ways in life. Um, but especially that sometimes I'll do it with, like if I'm having a great time, if we're all out having cocktails and the, the split second decision comes, would you like another drink? And I know that it's that number that like, I love two cocktails, especially if it's like a big glass of wine or something like two is the sweet spot. Any more than that, I just am tired. I feel off the next day. I don't know. It's, it's happened over time with age. I swear when I was younger, I could probably have four or five, no problem, feel perfect the next day. It is not the same story anymore. So that's kind of like the remember tomorrow. Half of me will be like, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, why not? And then I'm kind of like, wait a minute. Like I'm still having fun no matter what. Like, yes, I'll have 1% more fun if I have another cocktail. But remember tomorrow, do I want to feel slow and tired and possibly have a headache? No, not worth it. So think of that when you're, when you, have a decision, you're not sure what you want to do, remember tomorrow. Next one, allow pointless stress to roll off your back like water off a duck's back. 
I love this one. And well, you know, I love short consolidated things that you remember, but I love the water off a duck's back thing because it's something that you can picture. You picture a, you know, the the feathers on a duck being waterproof and the water literally rolling off the duck's back. That's how I think we should all strive to be when it comes to pointless stress. So by pointless stress, I mean, maybe it's an interaction you have during the day that's just like pointless. And it's one of those things where you could either just like brush it off or you could kind of like chalk it up to like a bad day or you could call three people and tell like, this is ridiculous. For example, today I was parking. Um, I was parking to pick up prescription glasses for my husband. So I pulled into the parking lot. I got out and I was about to walk into the optometry place. And a guy rolls down his window and is like, hey. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I was going to reverse into that parking spot. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I'm i so sorry. I had no idea. And he kind of like gave a look. And I was like, oh, but did you see there's two spots right here? So I parked in one spot. And then there was a car next to me. And then there were two open spots. And he kind of gave me another look. And I was like, no, do you see them? Like, I felt badly. I wanted to help. And he was like, maybe and drove off like mad. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, wait a minute, what just happened here? Like, cause I, I remember like, you know, sometimes you're kind of zoned out. Like I very, it, it was kind of a busy parking lot. So I went in like really slowly and parked really carefully. Like I didn't see anyone around and it would be like a weird place to try to reverse. Cause if you were going to try to reverse, you would have had to been like completely across on the other row. So I'm sure it is possible. But the whole point was there were two other spaces right there. And I felt badly and I was trying to be helpful. And then he was still rude and whatever. So I was kind of like, after I was like, oh my gosh, that was such a weird interaction. I don't even know how to process that. And then I was going to call my husband and be like, this was so weird. And I was like, nope, no, no. This is one of those things where that would be a pointless stress. I'm not sure if I made a mistake in parking, but I definitely didn't do it intentionally. And then I was trying to fix it. The guy was rude, pointless stress. You tried, you tried to be a good person, got to roll off your back like water off a duck's back. That's just the only way to do it. Because I think things like this, or again, that's just an example that happened this morning. But I think different things that happen in our day, we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we interpret it, how we react to it, and how we remember it, and how much life we give it. So don't let the pointless stresses like that, don't give it life. Don't let it carry on into another conversation and another moment. You got to just let it roll off. Remember, you only have so much bandwidth in a day and you get to choose what you spend your bandwidth on. I was not going to spend any more bandwidth on the guy, maybe not, maybe reversing into the spot, but there were lots of other spots getting mad for no reason when I was really sorry. (laughs) Next, make things exciting and have enthusiasm. So, When, if you listen to my podcast with one of my very best friends, Jenny Pelton, she says, how lucky are we? And we say it to each other kind of like at the ironic times. So maybe we'll be with each other and one of our kids is having a complete meltdown and things are spilling and like, you know, it's basically when you're just like as as a parent or mom, you're just like dead. Like, are you kidding me? And we'll like laugh at each other and say, how lucky are we? Because we know this is what we've always wanted. Like we've always wanted to have a family. And even though things are definitely not perfect, a lot of the times 
by looking at it like, how lucky am I? How lucky am I that I get to deal with my screaming child laying on the full floor after the swim meet or whatever it is? And by making things exciting and having enthusiasm, it's kind of like shifting. Instead of saying, oh, I have to do this, it's like, I get to do this. When you think of things in this way, they feel more, you know, like even if it's not ideal, it's just part of the process. And you're not, you're not labeling it as a chore. It's just part of the process. I get to do this. I get to take my daughter to the orthodontist for the fifth time because she's lost her retainer five times. I get to. I get to. Not I have to. And even though it feels like a chore, by saying like I get to do it, it it's part of the process, you know? I just try to have enthusiasm. I mean, especially if it's something that it wouldn't be first on my list to do. But, you know, it's interesting because it's one of the kids, the things that the kids say is embarrassing. It's like, you have to be so energetic about things. And I'm like, absolutely. Like, if that is what makes you embarrassed, then you just be ready for it your whole life just because, I don't know. To me, there's nothing worse than indifference. Like if I ask my husband something, he's like, I don't care. I'm like, there's nothing worse. I'd rather you be honestly be mad at me or say, I don't know. I'd rather you have passion either way than just be indifferent. And I think a lot of us get in the routine of life and we just are sometimes indifferent about different situations or in different periods of our life, we just feel indifferent. And I just think, I don't know. I just try to say, I get to do this today. I get to instead of I have to. Because just that shift in wording, shift in mindset can make all the difference. Last one, be willing to try harder than anyone else. So this one is more for um, business or even just like just some sort of successful goal you have, right? Be willing to try harder than anyone else. I wanted to include this one on my 10 ways to be more awesome list because I absolutely love this quote by Will Smith. I always kind of think if you do the same thing as everyone else, you'll get the same results as everyone else. I am the type of person where I am never the smartest person in the room, but I can often maybe achieve more because I work like hell. Like I will prepare, I'll stay up late, I'll wake up early, I'll prepare, I'll prep, I'll research, I'll do all the things so that I know that I'm ready. And I just think if I show up and I've done the same thing as everyone else, I'm going to get the same results as everyone else. So I got to do something different. Here's the Will Smith quote I love. Will Smith says, the only thing that I see that is distinctly different about me is I'm not afraid to die on a treadmill. I will not be outworked, period. You might have more talent than me. You might be smarter than me. You might be sexier than me. You might be all of those things you got on me in nine categories. But if we're on the treadmill together, there's two things. You're getting off first or I'm going to die. It's really that simple, right? You're not going to outwork me. It's such a simple, basic concept. The guy who is willing to hustle the most is going to be the guy that just gets the loose ball. The majority of people aren't willing, aren't getting the places they want or achieving the things that they want in this business is strictly based on the hustle. It's strictly based on being outworked. It's simply, it's strictly based on missing crucial opportunities. I say all the time, if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. 
I love that because it's just like, I'm, it's either you're going to get off or I'm going to die. I'm just not going to be outworked. And for me, so much of being awesome in life is setting goals, whether it's personal or professional, or if it's with your career or entrepreneurship, or maybe it's just your own personal goals or with health or with nutrition or with relationships, whatever bucket of your life or kind of in this season of life, whatever you're focusing on, or maybe it's several of them, I just think to achieve great things or achieve something different, achieve something that you're proud of, or you know, achieve something next level, you have to be willing to try harder than anybody else. Stay late, wake up early. You just can't do the same thing. I was reading a book a while ago and the author said that he was training for something and they gave the training, they gave the training guide. Gosh, I wish I remember exactly what it was. But the point is they gave the training guide and he's like, okay, well, everyone who's going to this camp gets the same training guide. So I'm going to take the guide and I'm going to do exactly double because I know there's going to be better athletes showing up at this camp and they're all going to be training based on the guide. So I'm going to do the guide in the morning. I'm going to do the same routine in the evening. So I know I'm doubling up. So I know I'm, I will, I will show up and be able to outperform just because I'm trying harder than everybody else most likely is. I love that thinking. And again, it's not a competitive thing necessarily with other people or, uh, but I guess it can be. For me, I always try to just, you know, how can I, you know, I always think of myself in a competition of one. There's room for everyone to be successful, but like, how could I push myself personally to be better? And I think that thinking about it in the in these terms, do something different, try hard, and no, you're I listen. If you're competing against someone, they're either going to get off first, or you're going to dry on the die on the treadmill. And just know, you will not be outworked. Period. Someone may have more talent. Someone may have more advantage. They may have more money. They may have some other advantage. But the whole thing is, a lot of times, it comes down to the hustle. And so many people aren't willing to hustle it out and grind it out. And so many people get to that 95% and stop at that 95 instead of pushing through that life, that last 5% that gets them to their goal or, or makes them outperform somebody else in the race, the race in life and business and physical, whatever it is. I just think that there's something to be said for trying really hard and having grit and hustle. That's it. Those are my Top 10 ways to be more awesome. Spoiler alert, I have 10 more. I wrote these 10 and I put all my notes together and I was all ready. And then I was like, oh, what about this, 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 this? So there is a part two coming um, with 10 more ways that I think um, we can all be more awesome. But in this episode, I hope that you really got something out of it. I hope that it sparked some different ideas, different ways to look at things, maybe ways that you want to show up more, be where your feet are, stop looking about uh, looking out the back window. Maybe it's facing something that's off in your life or broken in your life and approach it head on. Maybe it's the concept of remember tomorrow where you 
where you make decisions based on how it will make you feel tomorrow. Tomorrow meaning tomorrow and the next day and in the future. And um, make things exciting. Have enthusiasm towards life. All these things are things that I strive to live by and um, I hope it was really interesting. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for part two because that is going to be a good one too. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.